This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. This son of a bitch doesn't have a dick. He's got a fucking dick. He just got a tough dick. Identify yourselves, motherfuckers! I'm Jay, and this my head with life made Silent Bob! Hey, you morose motherfuckers, I'm Mike. Looks like someone's shitting their cereal bowls. Bong. I'm Jay. <laughs> so, uh, we were going to go see The Turning tonight, the new horror movie that just came out. But after hearing just the reviews, and not just hearing the reviews, like you don't just listen to what every review says and let the, you know Rotten Tomatoes dictate what you're going to see. But based on what they were saying about this movie, we were like, you know what we should do? We should ask Patreon what the fuck we should do. I put it up. Yeah, because we're Patreon. stupid. We can't make decisions on our own. Yeah, well, there's so much stuff. We just we just recorded our Color Out of Space review. We we just uh, did a review for The Gentleman, which was fucking awesome, and that's on the Revenge of the Action Amazing. Movie channel, uh, or wherever Check it you out. Plug. To our podcast. Plug it. <laughs> and uh, but you know, and and the Jay and Silent Bob reboot just came out on uh, for rent. And the thing is, that we didn't go see this when it came out because we were like, well, it'd be so much funner to do a commentary for it because on our Patreon, we have many of the Kevin Smith movies that we did full commentaries for. And we grew up on Kevin Smith movies. If if you're a fan of us, a lot of our humor and dumbassery comes from Kevin Smith. It's yeah. Just fart, and, fart and dick jokes are kind of our bread and butter because of our profits, Jay and Silent Bob. Yes, exactly, man. But uh, anyways, put a, put a poll up on, on the Patreon and let them decide. And it was overwhelmingly people were like, yeah, we'd much rather have a review for Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot than the turning. And I still may go see the turning. So I don't know if, uh, if, if, I don't know if you, is there any chance that you're going to Yeah, go I, I, well, but, I read some stuff about it too. And the turning, I'm going to go ahead and turn myself a favor and not go see it. <laughs> you got to turn in. Uh, I'm going to turn in. I'm going to turn my butt away from that. Uh, but I, I still might go see it. If I do, I'll do a written review or something, put it on the website. We watch movie.com, by the way. Um, but, cool. <laughs> I said it. I is said that it. a new porn site? Uh, it is. Um, <laughs> but, but anyways, here we are. We just got done watching it. And shout out, by the way, to our friend Church Jackson, who sent me the movie uh, on, on Voodoo to watch. So appreciate you, man. You're fucking awesome. He's the same as us, by the way. He grew up on these movies. I'm sure a Take lot of you guys did. Church. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, but... We actually have conflicting opinions a little bit about this one. Well, this I'm gonna go shit. ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, it wasn't that I hated the movie at all. Like, there, are, there's a lot of inside jokes. There's a lot of things that tie the movies back together. And like, if you'd watch the movies from Clerks all the way up to this one, then you'll definitely get the jokes and you'll get the humor and you'll get under, you'll understand. But then sometimes they do like. It's not like I didn't like the drama part of it. Like it was okay. But it was just sometimes it was so disjointed and it kind of took me out of it. Like it was like, you know, you would have like it was almost like a schizophrenic with mommy and daddy issues walking in and having at the same time Tourette's 
Like, I want to talk about my feelings and how things don't work out the way that I want them to work. Fucking shit and cunts. And that's the way that I want to say it. But it wasn't that it, – like, but they were – some of them were truly touching scenes. But it was like if that's the movie that I want to – that I want to watch that kind of movie, I don't want to – it was just – it just felt like it was – some of it was just fused in there sometimes and I didn't like it. Like, I don't know what it is, man. And, and again, it could be very well that because I watched Color Out of Space – that it was just ruining my experience of enjoying this movie fully because that movie really fucked with my brain cells. But at the same time, like, I don't want to, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I want. It was one of those things. It's not like, it's not like how I felt about Dumb and Dumber. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like that movie came out and a lot of people liked it that love Dumb and Dumber, like that Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniel classic. I- I still feel like I'm the only person who liked it. I think everyone fucking hated that. Yeah, and it, you know, it was it was like that for me in a lot of ways, and then, but not like that. I mean, it was, it was still like genuinely funny parts that I that I laughed at, and but it was more so. I was thinking about it though while I was watching, and I'm like, maybe it's because I love the movie so much, and I love the characters so much of Jay and Silent Bob. It's because of that reason why I find it so humorous. But as a movie itself, maybe it's not as good and great as I wanted to be. But also, my expectation was really high. I think going in, so that is also my own fault for that. It's not as bad as Super Troopers Part Two or anything like that. Movie's just fucking terrible. But sometimes in the middle of this film, it, it just it there's a there's a sequence of events that happen that it just feels like it's just filler and TED talks, and then it's like it's like struggling to find its feet and it's not really landing on the jokes and they feel almost forced in, and it just and, and then and then it gets it picks its feet back up and starts going with it a little later on, but. I didn't hate it. I just I want it more out of my weed. <laughs> See, and I'm 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 on the opposite spectrum of you, but I'm also not because I, I get every, I get every single thing that you're saying. Like I love the movie. Like I was sitting here watching it, man, and ten minutes into it, as soon as they get to the comic book store, I was just fucking geeked, dude. Like I was just I I, I was almost. So nostalgic, I was almost emotional about just that scene. And it wasn't even one of the emotional scenes yet, but just them being back where they were, you know, and and that's that's a little bit of like and you said it right. You like, I don't know if someone could walk into this movie and love it if they weren't fans of the characters. And I think that that's true. Um, What you said about it's struggling to find its feet in the middle. I get that, too. And some of the jokes come off corny. I understand that too, and I'm with you. There was a couple jokes that, a couple stuff that you know just didn't play right, and so I feel like we're having. I think I feel like we're having a polite. It's like it's like what people like (laughs) a polite uh, political debate. (laughs) Like this is like the nicest debate I've ever seen. (laughs) I know. I actually think, but because because I understand where you're coming from. I actually think if you go back and when when you rewatch this a couple times, I think you're gonna fall in love with it. Yeah, Uh, it's possible. Yeah, but uh, but I get what you're saying. But the thing for me is though, is that this is a. This is a Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right? Yeah. So we're, I loved all the Kevin Smith uh, movies with these characters, all of them. But and Jay and Silent Bob is one of the funniest ones there is. But it's also one of the weakest movies, in my opinion. Like, it's got some okay stuff in it. But as far as, like, movies come, to me, the, the first movie was the same way. A lot of the jokes fell flat. I thought a lot of them were forced. I thought a lot of them were corny. Uh, so that when we got into the Charlie's Angels thing, every time I watched it, I'm like, oh. Oh, you're talking about Strikes Back. I get what you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt that way. But this movie had the same shit in it that I didn't like about that movie, too. But it was overwhelmingly fucking nostalgic for me, man. Yeah, and- it was. Uh, that's true. When they landed the uh, when they when they did land the emotional parts, man, I cried probably three times, like hard cried, like hard, like not like I, ugly cried, but fucking cried, man. I, like, I, I thought you might there, well, especially since it deals with um, a, a father and a child and, and and things like that. I mean, I don't want to give the movie away. I want people to watch it, 
um, especially hardcore fans of Jay and Silent Bob. I did get teary on some of them, but again, it was it was one of those just disjointed feelings. You know what I mean? Because I like, and I know that Kevin Smith had warned people that it was in a very it was a very emotional kind of movie, or more so than any of the other ones he had made in a way. Not maybe it's not on Chasing Amy level. Well, maybe Chasing Amy is a really kind of emotional kind of a roller coaster of a movie too. But uh, maybe it was also just the fact that it, it was really hard to see your your these characters that you grew up loving so much just age or just be you know what i mean like not age but just like it's kind of like bittersweet in a way i guess that's the way to describe it maybe that's what it was is bittersweet but yeah i don't know man like it, and if it was some kind of existential exercise for kevin smith to you know to make fun of the reboot remake shit then that's funny like i get then that actually goes above and beyond than how the whole movie would be viewed for me but I almost like because you know that the, they do. There is some woke shit in that. I'm not gonna lie. There's some woke shit that's going on through them in the movie, and I don't know if that's Kevin Smith just making fun of it indirectly or if he's actually doing that. He and actually. Like, said, someone said. Someone tweeted him and was like, "I fucking hate this movie. You threw in a bunch of social justice warrior bullshit." And Kevin Res- Smith responded. He was like, "Do you not get irony? Like, do you not understand that?" Might that? Be, that might that might be what it is. It was lost on me. That's you know. I don't know. Maybe that's what irony was lost on me on that in that particular mode. And if that's what he was doing, then that's a genius streak. Uh, streak. But I'm not 100 percent that's accurate because it just felt like sometimes it was. I think it's a bit of both. Because if it's ironic and he's doing it out of irony, then I get that. But if he's doing it like the Alanis Morissette that I used the fucking term wrong in my song. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> then it's, yeah, I mean, maybe he didn't not, actually say irony. Maybe he maybe he said something to that effect. Like, did you? I not, know. Well, uh, and again, if he, if that's the case, then I then I get it. But if it's not, then you know whatever. But either way, um, but I actually thought those scenes were like so I, I had a couple eye rolls there too, though. Like I know what, exactly what scenes you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I had a couple eye roll scenes there too. It's like, okay, how far are we going to take this? Uh, like, how much are you? Uh, I'll just I'll just say it. There's nothing wrong with being inclusive. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. I'm not bothered by any of that. Like, oh shit, you better not try to make me a fucking snowflake. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is, like, you can well, tell. What's wrong that, with fucking snowflakes? Huh? You, you got something you, against winter? You racist fuck. I think Kevin Smith just he's trying to take my guns. Uh, God, I'm not trying it. to say that. I'm not. I'm not trying to be that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that oh, I, I. It's annoying when it feels like someone is pandering to get pats on the back. And there was a couple moments where it started to feel like that a little bit, but they brought out funny moments. Like the chick yeah. with the quarter, when she kept inching closer and be like, oh, so, 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 so. dude, I was fucking dying. Oh, dude, that, I did like that part a lot. That part was one of the more funnier scenes in the scene. He's like, what the fuck is this ring shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he goes, what the fuck is this creepy ring shit? And then there's one, uh, he was like, like, where are we? And she's like, we're at, we're at, we're just outside New Orleans. Said, How the fuck did we get to Connecticut? <laughs> Dude, James funny. I think this might be like I know it's hard to say, like. But as an actor, like not just the not the character Jay, but how he landed his lines, I think this is the funniest Jason Muse has been. Like he fucking had me rolling this entire movie. And I think he stole the show. Like he had the best lines in the movie. I think he's I think he's grown as an actor a lot as far as like when he started with Clerks all the way up till now for sure. Yeah, I, I did, but it was sometimes. I think that the the jokes they were making about you know let's and I and you know again that would be the joke he's like about reboots he's like let's just do the same shit and then have people pay for it but it's just slightly different and you know it was it, all it over the place like, yeah and that's what I mean I think I feel like some of the, they were trying to do some of the old jokes and like it I mean I liked it I thought it was funny but sometimes it was like 
mm, it might be a little bit played out here. Like, I, I don't know, but it was still, I mean, Jason Mewes is like, yeah, he's definitely grown as an actor. And I, you know, and I, I could see that he cared about the movie and like, and those emotional moments that, yeah, you never saw those with Jason Mewes ever as the character of Jay. So when he's able to pull those off, he does it really well. Yeah. Um, and, and then Kevin Smith, you know, it's Kevin Smith. So, I mean, you know, he's a good actor and a director and a writer. So I, mean, I really wasn't worried about him not being able to handle those lines. The one that I was, I thought was the, one of the cooler cameos, Matt Damon was, was up there when he reappeared as Loki. Cause I know that's not a spoiler. I mean, it's not trailer. really a Yeah. So it, yeah, that's a cool scene that that's actually pretty decent. And you get a little bit of closure on dogma a little bit, not much, yeah. but you get some, but I loved the, uh, I actually did dig the fuck out of the Ben Affleck uh, Dude, cameo. That what the, and we, I won't say what they, what they did there. Cause that is a spoiler, but the way yeah. that they tied some of those movies Dude, together. Yes. Fucking cool, man. That, that was, was like so classic cool. shit. That was some good stuff. And then not and only later with an emotional gut punch. Yeah. It had that. Thing. And then it had the, uh, it had the fucking, um, it had perfect comedy bits in there because, you know, Ben Affleck's able to make fun of himself and some of his other films. But it's also you, the music cues. Did you hear the music cue? when yeah. he came? Dude, I was like, holy fuck, it's badass. Yeah, like, I like the Clerks one, too. Like, there's one scene where it kind of, you know, pays homage to Clerks, but not so much as that particular moment with Ben Affleck. I'm like, man, that is some good writing. That's some fucking good shit. I honestly feel like, and I, again, we can't really talk about it because it's a spoiler. But I honestly feel like after the, after that moment, after that that big moment right there, uh, and that really amazingly done dialogue and tie yeah. scene. I mean, that was like fucking the, the Avengers in game of Kevin Smith mm -hmm. movies right there for a second. But uh, right after that, the stage stuff and the Comic Con stuff, yeah. I almost could have done without it. But again, I can't really knock it and say Kevin Smith's lost or this movie isn't as good as the other ones because I felt the same fucking way about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when they did the whole like nut puncher thing. I was like, it's just a little too much. Well, I think that overall, like, I mean, it's not like, in my opinion, it's not like Kevin Smith's masterpiece film no. by any stretch, but, and I, and I still think that even in the askew universe, like it's going to rank lower than what some people might put it at. I mean, I know a lot of people love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I, I think it's fucking hilarious from, you know, beginning to end, but I, there are some parts in that that I'm like, yeah, I still like to this day, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, Clerks and then Mallrats, not like in order, but like Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, um, those films are like up there. Chasing Amy, those films are like up there. Like they just circle each other how good they are. The later films that came after that Kevin Smith got more experience and he started coming out with different films. They're they're not bad and they're not you know they're not amazing, but they're they're always funny and they're 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 heartfelt. This one was more uh, focused on again, we've already said it, but nostalgia for fans that love the originals or love mm -hmm. the characters and it was also trying to bring in an emotional uh, anchor and anvil at the same time and introduce more uh, thematic uh, human elements in it as well as adult like growing up and 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 uh, realizing your responsibilities as as a father or or just as an adult in general like I get what he was doing I just sometimes again sometimes it was like he was doing it and then he was like I gotta throw a fart and dick joke in there some oh I gotta go dick joke throw it in all right all right go back here to TED talks I you yeah. know but the Ben Affleck moment dude. That had, dude, I can't that's say enough that... about it. I can't say enough about it because it wasn't just the fact that it was like a character from the past. It was like, dude, Ben Affleck is such a great actor. Like, just hands down, one yeah. of the best actors I've ever seen. Yeah, and then, and what he says there 
Uh, and I won't tell you exactly the context of it or anything. I really, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I don't want to ruin it for any fans of, of the VSQ universe, but what he says there, uh, the stuff, um, that just the, the stuff about being a dad and all that stuff, man, that shit, and nobody will talk about it and nobody will give him credit for it. No one will say Kevin Smith deserves a screenplay Oscar, but that shit right there was some of the best shit I've ever seen written man like it really it, it broke me the fuck down and it was so fucking like on point and emotional I think and you it, could tell he fucking meant it and it was just that yeah. that was that that little moment right there that was like that was as good as some of the some of his greatest moments from clerks or or, or, or uh, uh Mallrats, more specifically clerks or chasing amy because those are the more heartfelt movies but yeah he, and he, this is what i think about it man if he if if he goes back because he's going to right he's going to do mall rats again uh, I think he's going to do Clerks 3. I think he's planning on doing both of those again. Now, if he does Clerks 3 and it's I mean, I don't know. I Clerks 3 was always Clerks was always the more emotional uh dialogue heavy of his movies. And then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was almost as if he 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 put a needle in to those movies and sucked all the dick and fart jokes out and splattered it onto one he film. He sucked that dick raw. <laughs> so uh, but no, the, well, the that was... and stuff doesn't bother me in this movie, but if, if he does that in Clerks 3 and it's not a little bit more streamlined and it's not more like the better parts of this movie, then I'll be upset a little bit, but I kind of expected that with this one. I don't I don't know. Like, Well, Clerks 2, I, it was always weird for me. Like, Clerks 1 was more, I mean, there was some emotional stuff in that for sure, but I always felt like Clerks 2 was way more emotional. But she also um, well, yeah, with Randall and and uh, Dante, uh, but um, and Clark's one obviously was heavy on that, but it was more about like just accepting responsibilities for your actions and you know your lot in life and where you are. You can change it if you want. It's not being such a dickhead. Yeah. And, and like I, th- I think that Clark's one still has some of the best dialogue Kevin Smith has ever wrote. And that's when he was like a kid and he was yeah. writing that shit. Like I mean, that was I mean, Chasing Amy is up there too, but not, Clark's one just how people deal with life, just fucking I mean, it was brilliant. But yeah, I don't know the the uh, I don't know, man. Like it just seems like overall this movie is really good, and it's not really good. It's it's okay for me, uh, but there are some really good moments in it, and the, the cameos are are amazing and they're on point. And and I think that when you, when you were talking about the Ben Affleck, you know, and like how emotionally raw it was in, in a lot of ways, it was just honest. And like it, it felt like it, it it like the way that Ben Affleck delivered it was like almost like Ben Affleck was delivering it in a way that you know he's like um i had to go through like for him he was like he went through his own struggles in life and was able to implement that in that particular scene with that character yeah yeah and i I mean he even threw but he's but he also landed yeah jason used to it but he also landed the jokes too like when the joke happened he's like you guys are like fucking slot machines hey say something else so i can steal that shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it it was perfect i don't know it was then you know but yeah um I, I like it was I, I don't know if it was his one song as like, you know, saying goodbye to the 90s uh, humor uh, or these. I mean, I know he's going to do Clerks 3 and Mallrats 3 or, or something or Mallrats 2, but it almost felt like it was like him saying, OK, this is the end of the story now. I got to I got to say goodbye. And again, I guess the takeaways are is like it was really nice. to It was like hanging out with old friends, but then like I got to go fuck home now. <laughs> like it was, I was like, I don't want to overstay because, uh, listen, you guys are fucking bringing out moldy cheese and I don't want to, and the inclusivity part, I don't think like, I, you know, I'm not against that either, but it's the, it's sometimes when it's forced in and it's not, it shouldn't be there and it kind of disjoints the scene and it, it really, and it kind of rubs, it, it contrasts what's going on and it, then, then I'm like, yeah, I'm, I got a problem with it then. I was, at that point, then don't be a fucking asshole. Like we get it. But if it's, if it's like 
if it's if it's a part of the story and it and it flows well enough into the story, then mm-hmm. I get it. Then I'm okay with it. But yeah, man, like I don't know. I, the, I you know it's gonna you know maybe this piss off people. I don't know. But I mean honestly, man, I'm gonna give it like a five point five. Like I didn't hate it, but it's not my favorite View Askew movie. And I sure. maintain that I think that that rating will change. If it doesn't, I won't blame you. But I think it'll change the more and more you watch it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I fucking loved it, dude. I, I, and I see all the same problems that you see with it. And I understand where, where you're coming from or whatever. Maybe it's just that you just watched that Color of Space movie, like you said. Yeah, so I think that that's probably up, like seventy five percent of that, that got, <laughs> yeah. got me all fucked up. But man, from from the moment that in the comic book store where I was just cheesing, I just like could not believe. It. Like I felt like. I, for me, I felt like it wasn't like forcing to try to redo something. I feel like they were self-aware enough to know where they were in this. And I was, for me, it was just kind of like, I, I kind of paused myself and I was like, enjoy this, like, enjoy this because I don't know when you're ever going to get these characters doing fresh new content again. And I know that they're talking about doing mall rats and clerks three, but any of the stuff that we get at this point in our lives. Uh, and I think one thing that sucks about the movie is kind of a reminder of how fucking old we are. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I don't know. It's not dude, the movie's like, fault, but it's just true. I'm only just now, I can't even buy cigarettes right now. I'm fucking <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I know. Like I'm 36 uh, in February. Holy fuck! I gotta get something. I gotta invest in Wall Street. <laughs> I, I gotta get something rolling here. I gotta be like Leo DiCaprio and fucking like the Wolf of Wall Street, sitting on a boat with some bitches. <laughs> By the time I'm 39, that Uber driver was fucking with hilarious too. Cristal, yeah, he was great. You know that was the Californians guy from SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the and the the KKK scene was fucking hilarious too. Dude, man. yeah, I mean, I yeah, we can't we can't say who that is because I want people to be as shocked. I was fucking like, holy shit, and, I, yeah. and he was funny as hell too. I was like, god damn, and, that's great. And the, remember that scene, uh, the the dialogue that that one dude did in that in that scene. Remember, I I, ha- I made you watch that on YouTube like a couple years ago because I was like, this is such a great scene. Oh yeah, 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 that, I know, yeah. That, that's what that was, and it was so obscure and crazy. I fucking loved it, man. That was crazy. And dude, I also a, a cameo by one of a, a beloved fucking uh, well, not beloved star, but a beloved movie from the '90s appears in it as well, and and does the fucking line. You know what I'm talking about? When he when when he's when James L. Bob are trying to get into the the uh, convention side of the center where the actors are, and they get stopped by the security guard. Oh yeah, and then yeah the yeah, other yeah, guy yeah, comes yeah. out, he and he does the hilarious. fucking line. Dude, I, yeah. when, he, when he made that one noise, when, that, when he was like, oh, he was like, oh, <laughs> I fucking died. Oh, no, no not, not that guy. I'm talking about the guy, that, uh, Coogan. Coogan? The guy, I can't say the first, well, if I, well. You have to tell me after it's over. But the dude, okay. you, you know what scene I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> the curly-haired fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll actually say this, like, I... Surprise! Like for, I, I thought, Jason Muse was fucking amazing and good for him because I thought like he nailed the emotional shit, man. Like he crushed the emotional. I did shit. not and, expect that he did do that. And and his comedic timing was better than it's ever been. I'm not saying this is the funniest version of Jay that we've ever gotten, but his comedic timing was so good in this movie. He was the, all the like stomach laughs pretty much came from his lines. And and if they had not been delivered the way they were, they would have felt forced. But the way he did it, it was so good. And then uh, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter's a really good actress, I think. I think she handled those scenes really well, too. Uh, I think she's likable. That Yoga Hosers movie I thought was funny as fuck. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, and I enjoyed Tuss. So, I mean, maybe I'm just a Kevin Smith fanboy. I don't know. But, um, but Kevin Smith, speaking of him, I actually was not a fan of his version of Silent Bob in this movie. And, and, and the, I, do, I was, uh, I was going to say right away. The, like the silent Bob, it almost felt like he was too self-conscious of himself yeah. 
to really play the part that he needed to play. Because I'm not like I, again, it's Kevin Smith's fucking world, and we're just a nut trying to get a we're just a squirrel trying to get a nut to so move your butt to the dance floor. But we understand like it's Kevin Smith; he can do whatever he wants with the character. But I always felt like the idea of what like his character of, of silent bob it was because he was not self-aware or conscious about he was just fucking doing it you know he was like flowing with it and in this one it just it, it felt like it almost I, and i hate to say it it just felt flat or it almost felt like he was a cartoony character of himself yeah well i think he was i think he was too nice in all the other movies like every time jay does something he's like god damn man he's like making fun of him and shit behind his back and every once in a while, he'll support him or whatever. But in this one, everything Jay said, he was like, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Like, he was so happy all the time. It was like, that. it didn't feel like something Bob at all. Well, yeah. That's and weird then also, to say for a fucking well, silent was, character. Well, but. well, he would scold Jay when it when it made sense to scold him in the previous films. But in yeah. this one, he was slapping him all the time, doing the classic, you know, silent Bob slap. You know what I mean? Like, every five words that Jay would say. So and I'm like, come on, man. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you only did that once in Dogma when he farted. And you had that Glade spray. But yeah. that was, the, but uh, you know, it, it it was like almost that he had that the character had become so cartoony, like he was just doing a Saturday Saturday morning cartoon version of Silent Bob at that point. Like the whole fucking phone thing, it got annoying after a while. I hated the phone. Was, I thought the phone thing was one of the worst jokes in the movie, and they did it twelve fucking times. I know. I'm like, come on, guys, can you please flip that fucking pancake because it's getting burned on the other side? Yeah, and I know, <laughs> and it's like, dude, for one, it bothers me because he hits the phone screen twelve times every time, and it's always a fucking emoji. I'm like, dude, we know it doesn't take that many clicks to get to an emoji. Well, that, that the, the initial joke was funny, like the, the you know he's clicking, and you know it, you know the the joke being that he's doing it several times and it's just an emoji okay great that's funny one time but don't fucking kill it to the ground don't become mediocre with it like we are with this channel that's something different (laughs) you're better than that yeah (laughs) but no i'll actually dude i'm gonna give the movie uh ah man it got me in my ganjas i'm gonna give it a strong 8.5 my steal i love you will find yourself in the heavens vahala (laughs) <laughs> and i think i think uh i think i think people will ultimately land either where i'm at or where you're at on it and i think both are okay but well, i think that imdb has got it i don't i, I have to check again but i i think it was was it a 6.5 i mean it's got a 67 percent fresh rating on on uh, rotten tomatoes but fuck them but it, i think it was like a 6.5 because they usually fucking shit all over these movies well no because well yeah but this i don't know they liked it um, because I, you know, uh, you can rent it on Vudu or buy it now, and and it's it's always got the Rotten Tomato score. It's sixty six percent or sixty seven percent fresh. Um, I think I'm not a hundred percent. I had to recheck IMDb, but I think IMDb had it like sitting at a six point something, yeah. and that from I'm at a five point five and you're an eight point five. If it's somewhere between six point five to a seven five, yeah. I could see that. I mean, there are going to be diehard fans that love it. 100%. They think it's the greatest fucking thing to ever walk on, you know, or to be to be exist in film. Uh, and then there's going to be like fans like you that, you know, it touched them in their naughty regions and they liked it and their mm-hmm. heartstrings were a harp. Uh, and that's good too. And that's great. And Kevin, and then there's going to be people like me that wanted more from it and they didn't get it. And maybe they feel like they they played out some of the jokes a little too long, but they like the nostalgic factors. And then there's going to be people that just fucking hate it. But that's just, but that's, you know what? I think that's why Kevin Smith is such a, a great director overall is because he's able to have that kind of spectrum. Yeah. He because goes, he goes can, for broke, man. Yeah. Because you can hate, you know, at least he's got the balls to do shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like Tusk, like a lot of you are like, what the fuck? Red state. They'd be like, this is fucking stupid. What are you doing? Are you dumb? This is dumb. You go yeah. make fart jokes. Go make and fucking I, stupid jokes. And I thought Red State was dope. 
I liked Red State a lot. Uh, I did not like Jersey Girl, but um, who did? Uh, but you know, I and I I've only seen parts of Tusk, but it, the the idea of Tusk though, the, what I'm saying is that those things are are risks for any established director like Kevin Smith at that time were uh, was. And then he did it anyway because he was like it, it. It was funny to him when he wrote it on paper. He probably had a fun time um, filming it, except for cop out with Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis took a shit in his mouth apparently over and over again. Yeah. But I, I gotta respect Kevin Smith, man. Like he stayed relevant, which is hard to do, especially with you banking on characters you made in like 1997. Yeah, and and. and uh... I w- sometimes he gets on my nerve, and he he takes a couple shots at himself in the movie, but they all feel kind of surface level shots. You know, they feel like I'm yeah. so aware of my stature that look at what a cool guy I'm. Sort of deal a little bit, and I'll say this, uh, and it's unfair for me to say this because the guy, dude, like like I mentioned before, we just we watched these movies so many fucking times, and we mm-hmm. quoted them so many times our entire lives. Like the guy's given us almost an entire humor. It, it, you can't to thank somebody enough for that i so I keep that in mind when i say this but um at the same time him now i i almost i appreciate when he makes movies a lot because sometimes it seems like him as a person kind of seems to rely on what he's done rather than doing more so he wants to he wants to do the podcasting and he wants to do youtube and he wants to do stuff like that and that's fine but it's like dude but you know you're a director like make make stuff like do content like this is <laughs> you could be a fan and a director I guess but I guess I don't even know what I'm saying sometimes he gets on my nerves when he's not making movies is I guess I guess what I'm saying like there's something about the way he does things when he's not I don't know what the fuck I'm saying man I don't know I get no I get what you're saying yeah, yeah Kevin Smith is uh he's an interesting character overall like as far as like a director and a writer like he's, he's got one good in both he, doors. He's good in a lot of ways, but yeah, I, I can see where he could come across as annoying and preachy sometimes and, and more involved in his own um, legacy or his own stardom sometimes. To I, I don't know, and, and that's really that, – that might be a shitty thing to say, but it's it's sometimes true. But yeah, I mean, I'm thankful for the motherfucker like I am oh, yeah. because, I mean, again, he's like – like you said, we watched the shit out of those movies. Like they pretty much encapsulated – what it was like to grow up in the nineties and, and he got it. Like he understood. Yeah. Cause when he made those movies, when I was, when clerks came out, uh, Oh, you know, it was 94. Like I'm, I said, 97, it was 94 or 95 when clerks came out. So I was 10 years old, 11 years old in, in the in 94, 95. And he was probably in his twenties somewhere, but so he wasn't that far away in age. So he got it. And then when Mallrats came out, he got that too. Like he just got things. So we do have a big fucking blueprint laid out for us, like to match our personalities and what was what was what it was like to grow up in the nineties and to base a lot of our personality and comedy on, along with you know, like fucking Bill and Ted and Wayne's World. Yeah. But I'm saying Kevin Smith did that and he did an amazing job. And there's not too many directors out there that can say that they captured a generation like he did. But sometimes Nowadays, anyway, it seems that the jort-wearing motherfucker is is a little bit sometimes and too much in love with himself. Sometimes, and, yeah. and that might just be my perspective, or, or sometimes when I listen to him talk, like I don't know, it's. But it, I could say the same thing about Quentin Tarantino sometimes. Yeah, and it's, it's it's fair. I it's it's I think almost anybody could be the same way in that situation. I don't blame him for it at all. Uh, it's it's almost like I, I kind of wish we didn't even bring it up or talk about it now that I already opened the door and said it because it's just like a personal feeling. Like sometimes you, you get have on my opened nerves, up dude. the Pandora box. Yeah, yeah. You suffer consequences. It's like, dude, sometimes you get on my fucking nerves. But I'm just. But when he when I when I when I watch his movies play out in the scripts, 
Uh, and he's not just trying to be self-analytical about himself, you know, like, cause I wasn't yeah. here to watch Kevin Smith make fun of Kevin Smith, the director. I was here to watch Kevin Smith make another fucking Kevin Smith movie, you know? So I guess that's where it comes from a little bit, but no, I'm thankful as hell for him too, man. And I, and I, and I cannot fucking wait, cannot fucking wait to see what he does with mall rats. But I don't parks. like that. The only thing I will say that I, I disagree full fucking heartedly with him. Like, come on, man, stop smoking that weed the wrong way. Put, don't put it in your butt and smoke it, smoke it normal. Why is he? Like, don't tour around with the fucking, like, release the goddamn thing. Like, just release it for everybody to go see. Don't limit it, run it. Don't put it out for just a little bit. Let everybody go see it. You know what I mean? Like, put it out. Like, mall rats were fucking chasing Amy or whatever. If it tanks, it tanks. But let it have a chance. I, I'm I, just, I don't like that. I get both sides of the fence. I would have rather it just been out there for everybody to see and balls out and let's do it old school style and like this is my movie. This is yeah. what it, this is what it's going to do and what it's going to do. And it, your project, man. And it's annoying as a fan to be like, okay, when can I watch this? Is it coming to my city? Do I have to go do a Q&A with them? Do I have to do this? Like, uh, is it coming to VOD at this point? Uh, that was annoying. But again, I, I also don't think that was their fault. That may have been the only way he could have got a release deal. They could have been like, there's no way that we'll release this movie out to all these theaters. If you want to release your movie, here's how we can do it. And maybe that was the only way that was economically viable for them to get it done. But it was, as a fan, super annoying. I would say that would be correct, except the fact that he is Kevin Smith. And it is another Jay and Silent Bob movie. And they know those fucking things sell like hotcakes. I mean, they know they do. I mean, it's, and it, you know, if he was like an unknown or something, yeah, Clerks I get. Even Mallrats was probably like hard for him to really get out. Because Clerks was an underground kind of, success for him and then it got big over time and then mall rats came out but you know i'm just saying like i just like i just felt like he was trying to do an artsy fucking fartsy project with it or something i'm like dude don't do that like just fucking have like release the bitch or release it straight to dvd or something but i mean it's 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 the that's the time we're living in you know i guess at the same time but as a fan that was fucking annoying i'm yeah, with you it was that, that it was, was annoying yes it was but whatever i still yeah. like his trench coat yeah, but uh, as far as the movie goes, dude, I'll end it with this. I actually, when we get done shooting this my, this podcast, for one, I'm going to show it to my wife soon. Um, even though she hates these movies, I don't know why I force her to watch them all the time, but I'm going to force her to watch it. It's just what you do, you know what I mean? But I'll say this. I'm I, There's a good chance, honestly, when we get done with this podcast, that I'm going to turn it on and watch it over again tonight. Um, I've just, I thought I've, you were going to say you were going to jack off on Pornhub for a while. Uh, is that not what I said? That's what I was thinking. I, I, well, I'm already doing it, so that's weird. Uh, yeah, Shit, uh, it wasn't on mute when I said that. Damn. <laughs> uh, I could hear it. I wasn't going to say Inside anything. Inside voice. It was your mechanical dick. That was that beep, beep, beep. Uh, those, you guys no, heard those, like... were, those were my hot pockets. I got to go get those too. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we love your fucking faces. What did you guys think about the movie? Uh, comment down below. And again, uh, not trying to pump it too much, but if you're really into this and you're like, oh my God, I had no idea that Kevin Smith movies were so important to these guys. They are. And we've actually done a whole bunch of the commentaries for the movies like Clerks, uh, Mallrats, all that shit's on our Patreon uh, for you to go check out if you want to. It's in the link below. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but we never did Jersey Girls, son of a bitch. You should fucking do it. I'll do it. I'm not, I don't want to go back to that cavern. We didn't do uh, the other one either, which actually, that would actually, I feel like, be kind of what? a fun one to do. Um, Chasing Amy. We never did that. That's a big I one. I thought we did do Chasing Amy. No, nah, man, we didn't do Chasing Amy. Oh, yeah, because they have that, like, point where Banky and Holden almost, like, do it, and then it make us look in each other weird. Yeah, that, we always get really turned like, on. Like, maybe, cl- maybe we should be closer friends. <laughs> who, who, uh, yeah, we should Hulu and Hump. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking nasty. I was like, what do you mean you do that? 
<laughs> All right, man. Uh, we love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham up in you, boo boo kitty fucks. Bong. Oh. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. Yeah. You know what? We did review. We watched a movie. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.